Hey everyone, you tuned in to the Lead Generation Lab podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing, brought to you by Omega Title, Movement Mortgage, and MVP Realty. Come on, let's go. Welcome everyone once again to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. I'm Anthony Bermudez, your host, with the one and only Derek Carlson. What's happening, buddy? Anthony, it is so good to be back. Rocking and rolling early, rising and shining, huh? Oh, man, I love this. You know what? I love educating uh, realtors throughout the throughout the world. Um, it's a passion of mine. I had very few um, coaches and so forth my first uh, couple of years of real estate. Then I got heavily involved in finding people um, to help me grow my business, getting strategies from them. So I absolutely just love giving back um, to the realtor community. No, I know you do. And I think one of the things that you really got your hands on dirty when the times were tough was with short sales. That was that something that you became a master about and it's something that's still prevalent in 2019. Uh, believe it or not, um, to first start this off is, yeah, um, when the economy changed and, and again, the worst real estate uh, the worst economy since the Great Depression, one of the worst real estate markets in the history of our country back in 2007, 2008, 2009, I had two choices, either give up altogether or figure out a way. And luckily, I was introduced to the world of short sales early on. And uh, it was a struggle to get going because if, if, if anybody remembers back in those times, uh, back in you know 10 years ago, it was taking these banks nine months, 10 months to approve a short sale. They didn't even have the volume of their workload was so great, but they didn't have processes or systems in place to handle the volume, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was a tough go. I'll tell you right now, I'll never forget um, when I started in the world of short sales, I was able to get about 30 or 40 short sale listings right away. I was so excited. I'm like, wow, I just, I'm, I'm no longer going to financially be broke. I'm no longer going to be struggling like I had been mm-hmm. because the market had shifted. The problem being is I went nine months before the first short sale closed. Right. Nine months of just confusion across uh, all the various lenders trying to figure this out and so forth. Um, but with that said, we're going to be doing a uh, podcast today on distressed properties and short sales. And I think that the, the biggest thing that I want to get across um, to all the listeners today is, yes, there are short sales out there right now. Still going on, huh? And I want to go over my system and uh, strategy on how to get those short sales. Now, I'm a firm believer. When everybody's zagging, you want to zig. Right. When everybody's zigging, you want to zag. So right now, you know, the, the challenge being is back in 2007, 2008, 2009, Everybody and their brother was a short sale negotiator, short sale expert, and I had success because I was ahead of the curve than all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to get my marketing material, my message out there uh, a lot quicker than they were, but there was a lot of competition. The beauty of this right now is everybody, the economy's great, job market's great, right? The stock market's phenomenal right now. Right. Things are going good. People are feeling great. The interest rates are low and so forth. And I can tell you from our numbers, we're, we're increasing at MVP Realty uh, month over month as far as transactions. So th- life's good right now. Yeah. So when I say the word short sale of distressed property to our agents, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? What do you mean short sales? People are out there actually right. not paying their mortgage? Absolutely. Give an example. I, I looked this morning Right here in Collier County, which is Marco Island, Naples, and so forth, right here in Collier County, 
since January 1st. So we're, you know, eight months, soon to be nine months into this. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been 491 Liz pendants filed at the clerk's, the courthouse, mm-hmm. against homeowners for not paying their mortgage. That's 491 potential short sale listings right now in one of the most affluent cities in the country. And here's the thing. Nobody's looking at them. You know how I know that? If I go on the MLS right now, there might be a dozen short sales. Mm. Nobody's helping these homeowners like we were at a massive rate 10 years ago. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, so this is one of those opportunities where I'm telling you, everybody's zigging, you want to zag. Yeah. You want to go into that fire. You want to go in with a strategy, uh, a marketing idea, which I'll go over because, again, this is the lead generation lab, the science of real estate agent marketing. Um, you want to go in there with your marketing campaign to help these consumers. And here's the key word, help. Don't go into it thinking you're going to get a commission check. You will. You will. But this is one of those opportunities in your lifetime. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's nothing more rewarding than two different things. Helping somebody, a first-time home buyer, get into a property for the first time ever. And then saving somebody from foreclosure, which then would lead lead to bankruptcy. You have a chance with your real estate license to actually help the community. And make some good money along the way. So you ready? Want to want to do this? Absolutely. Let's okay. do it. So the first thing that you need to do is uh, the mindset. I just told you this: four hundred ninety-one listing opportunities right here in Color County, good old Naples, Florida, since January first, and nobody is helping these homeowners. I can see that from the MLS stats of how many short sales that have made their way to the market to the MLS since January first. There should be 491 listings. There is not. Right. So there's a huge opportunity. Yes, in a great economy, short sales are still out there. So that's the mindset part. Now, the strategy. Now, here's the thing that I don't want you to do. Um, I don't want you to go into it with the mindset of a commission check. Go into it helping. And I want to, you have to follow me here. It's a strategy. It's a process. The first thing you need to do is how do I find the potential short sales? Well, let's talk about that for a second. Whenever somebody goes into 90 days late on their mortgage, so three months, the banks and the lender automatically files on the 91st day a thing called a Liz Pendens, okay? What is a Liz Pendens? Well, it's a document that's filed at the clerk's office in that county, which is public now public records. And it basically is the start, the infant stages of the foreclosure process, okay? Doesn't mean the people are going to get kicked out of their house tomorrow. Heck, I know people that haven't paid their mortgage in four years that are still in their house today, believe it or not. Wow. So it's just the start of the, the first file and the first notification. Now, here's the thing. The homeowner doesn't know that. Really? The homeowner, when they get that, sh- that, that sh- they get served papers at their house, a knock on the door from, they usually say the sheriff. It's not the sheriff. Sometimes, sometimes it is, but more than likely, it's just a processing company that they chase 
uh, people around to try to get them live. And they basically have ever seen uh, the TV shows make it more dramatic than it is where they're trying to serve somebody to appear in court. Mm-hmm. And the guy or the gal is trying to run from that from being served. And all of a sudden they, they open the door half inch and they throw the, the processor throws the paper at them and yeah. says you've been served. It doesn't happen like that. What usually happens is they knock on the door and they say, hey, listen, uh, your bank has filed this against you in the local clerk's department. If you have any questions, call the number and there's usually an attorney for the lender on that form. If you're not home, they simply leave a sticker on the door saying, please call us. We have important documents we need you to get. Okay. And then you call them and then you get served. Now. Here's the thing. The homeowner, when they get that paper, they know they haven't paid their mortgage in 90 days. This is part of the strategy. The homeowner, at that point, all they know is, holy crap, I don't have any money, and the bank just served us papers. They don't know what they don't know, which means they think they might they might be evicted next week. Right. No, I told you earlier, we have some people that haven't paid their mortgages in four years. And the process has taken that long. So, but the homeowner doesn't know that. Okay. So they have some concerns. They have some uh, things they need to look into. Here's where you come in. Based on these two strategies, you find the list. You find through the public records, the list pendants. And you can do it based on date. So I can literally go back the last seven days and pull up all of those list pendants. And then you contact that homeowner. Offering your services as a short sale expert, okay? Now, I'm going to talk about that for in, in one minute of what I would send them and what I would not send them because th- th- this is the strategy. This is the critical part in just a few minutes, the critical part that's going to help you get more listings. So, but it, it all starts with the homeowner having that concern. They, the unknown is frightening to them. They don't know what to do. They don't have money to call an attorney, Right. So that plays into this strategy, if you're, if you're following me here. So how do you find the short sale candidates? As I mentioned earlier, in uh, Collier County, we have a website called ColierClerk.com. You can go onto that website for free, go to Land Records, Document Search, and then select the one that says LP for Liz Pendants. Um, you put in the date quarry. I put in, as an example, January 1st to today, there was 491 filings. You can drill into each one, find the person's name, um, their um, their uh, legal document as far as uh, the legal identification of the property, and then you just cross-reference with the, with the MLS right. and find their address. So you take their name, you go to the MLS, John Smith, there's the legal description. John Smith, you find him in the public records. Oh, it's 123 uh, Juniper Lane. Right. That's the address, okay? That's the free way to do it. There are also services out there from a company, you might want to write this down, um, that I used to use called Agent Pro 24-7. The numbers, agentpro247.com. For about $50 a month, they'll do all of that cross-referencing for you. They take the public records, and every day in your inbox, you're going to get the person's name, their contact information, maybe their phone number, what their first mortgage was, what their second mortgage was, how much they owe in the property, all of it. If you really want to go after short sales, find a service like that 
because it becomes really simple. Right. It comes in over on an Excel spreadsheet. Done. Right. So that's how you find the short sale candidates. Now, what do you send them? Well, here's where psychology comes into play. If you send them a postcard, because realtors love postcards, and in the postcard it said in big bold letters, avoid foreclosure and bankruptcy. You're not going to get any results. And here's why. Joey, the homeowner of that property, is already embarrassed. Okay? He's concerned. He's confused. He has no idea what to do. All he knows is that two days ago, the sheriff served him papers to start a foreclosure process that he is he has no idea what, what the future holds for him in, his, that, in that property. Mm. And then here comes a postcard from you that says avoid foreclosure. Well, you never thought about this, did you? But what if Joey's daughter, his 12-year-old daughter, is the one that gets the mail off the school bus every day? Right. So here she comes up the post uh, the driveway and she's holding the postcard that says you're going to you're about to lose your home. You're about to go into foreclosure and she looks at her dad and says, "Dad, are we losing our home? Do you really think Joey wants to tell his daughter that way or his significant other? Maybe Joey just started dating a girl and doesn't right. want her to know uh, uh, that he's struggling right now for whatever reason. Right. It causes a lot of problems and it embarrasses Joey. Joey doesn't want even the postman to know that he might be losing his house. Right. Right. That's crap. You wouldn't want it to happen to you, but that's the biggest mistakes that I see agents make. They don't think through of how the person receiving avoid foreclosure. Are you losing your home? That's garbage. So here's what Joey does. He takes your postcard and throws it in the trash in literally one and a half seconds. And you wasted your money and wonder why it doesn't work. Here's what does work. I call it the yellow letter campaign. Now, in my career, I've been involved with over 150 plus short sales. Some of them made its way to the MLS. Others were purchased through investors that I was working with. Now, what is the yellow letter campaign? I believe it's highly effective for a couple of reasons. Number one, we get not a one and a half second glance of a postcard that goes in the trash. We get a 100% open rate from Joey, the homeowner, when he receives our marketing information. We know without a shadow of a doubt that 100% of the time, Joey is reading that and he's opening the mail. So what is it? It's a yellow letter. Think of a legal yellow paper with lines in it. Mm -hmm. You rip off one of those pages, and I want you to write the following. Dear, handwrite it. Dear Joey, my name is Derek Carlson with MVP Realty, and I have two cash buyers for your property located at 123 Main Street. They are ready to buy now. If you are interested and learning um, uh, and selling your home, please contact me at 239-963-4499. Sincerely, Derek Carlson, MVP Realty. You fold that letter in such a way that the first thing you see is Dear Joey, and that's it. So you fold it so only Dear Joey can see it, be seen on the letter. You take the letter and you put it into an envelope. You do not lick the envelope. 
You tuck the tab of the envelope. Why make it difficult for Joey to get to that letter? But when he opens the tab, what's he going to see? A handwritten yellow letter, which nobody sees anymore. And all he can see is Dear Joey. To me, that's a life, a long lost friend. Right, handwritten. Handwritten. All he can see is Dear Joey. Okay? Now, on the outside of the letter, you put a Bart Simpson stamp or a Captain America stamp. And you handwrite Joey's address. I don't want you to put the return address because if you work at a corporate company or something that's on a uh, commercial area, he'll know it's commercial. So don't even put a return address. What do you care? You don't. Why? Handwrite the address, tuck the envelope, don't lick the back of that envelope, and send those out. And here's what's going to happen versus you sending out a junk postcard that says avoid foreclosure. Postman comes. Two days after the sheriff serve them papers delivers that envelope joey opens it it says dear joey so that's the first thing he sees he takes it out what the heck's this mm-hmm. and it says dear joey i have two cash buyers for your property 48 hours ago he was looking for a solution to his problem of trying to save his home or avoid foreclosure so joey says goes over the phone ring 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 he calls you Hi, is Derek there? This is Derek. Hi, this is Joey, and you just, I got your letter. Mm-hmm. What will you pay me for my property? Right. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Hey, Joey, uh, thank you so much for calling. Let me ask you, what is your property address? Well, it's 123 Juniper Lane. Fantastic. Let me see here. Okay, I've got it down right now, Joey. Now, obviously, I've never seen your property. I'd like to come over tomorrow at 2 p.m. Is, is, is 2 p.m. where I can come by? Because I really got to see what kind of what kind of features you have in the home. Granite, um, do you have a pool? All the features in the home. I really I want to give you top dollar or get you top dollar for this property. Is 2 p.m. okay to come by? Absolutely. So you set the appointment to go preview the property. Now, during that phone call, shame on you if you mentioned foreclosure, short sale, him losing the property. That means you just failed. He called you asking you what your investors, your people will pay him for the property. All you're doing is setting the appointment to go preview the property Mm -hmm. to give him an exact value of what your investors will pay. Now, so you're set for 2 p.m. the next day. From now until 2 p.m., your appointment, you're going to run a CMA report for Joey. That's it. Okay. You see that the retail price on his property is two hundred grand without even looking at it. You can see maybe he had it on the market five years ago. You can see the features for the most part. But that property, based on the recent sales in there, the maximum retail price, if you were to put it on the market in the MLS for a retail consumer, is 200000 You take your CMA report. 2 p.m. the next day, you knock on the door. Joey answers. Hey, Joey, it's Derek. We talked yesterday about your property. Hey, Derek. Hey, before we get started, can I just walk around with my clipboard and make notes of your property? And also, is there any features that are highlighted in your property that you want to point out? Well, Derek, we've got a granite countertop that costs extra. I've got 75 recessed lights in my house. We got a uh, expanded hot water tank. That's extra. I put in a jacuzzi in the back. That was extra. Fantastic, Joey. You write it down. You say, hey, is there is there anywhere in the home that we can sit down and talk? Yeah, the dinette table. Great. Now, Joey, thank you so much for having me out here today. I'm, I'm excited about seeing your property. 
Now, I pulled up a comparative market analysis of your property, okay? And what is a comparative market analysis? In your area, there has been closed sales in the last six months, pendant sales in the last six months, and active brand new listings on the market right now that are in the MLS. This report that I brought has all of the data to be able to give you a price for your home. And now that I see your home, I can confirm with you that the report that I created is pretty accurate, okay? So Joey, with that said, here's the deal. Your retail value, if we were to put on, if you were to call a real estate company and to put up a sale sign out there and a buyer, a retail buyer came in, your value of your property right now, based on the market conditions today and all and this report of all of what your neighbor sold their home for, your home's worth 200000 My investors pay 80 cents on the dollar. Huh. So I have an investor right now, a team of investors, um, that will give you 160 cash closing in two weeks today. And what do you think about that? I can't do that. Okay. Well, if that doesn't work for you, I mean, obviously an investor is not going to pay more than what it's worth and it's the retail price is 200000 You know, if you ever want to list your home, I can list it for $200,000. Derek, I can't even do that either. Well, why not? I owe, I owe Bank of America $300,000 on this property. Well, Joey, in that case, what you're going to have to do is sell it for two. I mean, obviously, nobody's going to pay three hundred thousand for it, right? Right? It's worth two hundred thousand. I'm telling you that. An appraiser's going to tell you that. That it's worth two hundred thousand. Um, unless you were willing to bring a hundred thousand dollars in cash to close in, you're not going to close this property. Do you have a hundred grand to bring to closing? No. Joey, have you ever heard of a short sale? What's a short sale? Well, a short sale is where candidates like yourself, potential candidates like yourself, are upside down in their home. The retail price in this, as we just went over, is 200000 but you owe Bank of America 300000 Yeah? Well, it's a process. They're going to ask you for some documents to verify some things, but here's the way it works. We list the property at retail price. They're not going to want to work with the investors. Okay, because they're going to try to get top dollar. Top dollar is retail market price. So we list it for two hundred thousand. You can use me. I'm a, I, I, I'm an expert in short sales. We I list your property for two hundred thousand. We have an list an agreement. Okay. Well, how do you get paid your commission? That's the beauty of it. You don't pay our commission. The bank pays it. Your lender, Bank of America, is going to pay that commission. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. They take care of all the closing costs and so forth. See, you're doing them a favor because, Joey, if this were to go to foreclosure, that's going to cost them a lot of money. So you're actually, in the long run, doing them a favor. So what happens is is I put it on the market for 200000 as a short sale. We get a sales contract. Now, the buyer and you are all, you're in that contract. It's contingent on the bank approving the short sale price of 200000 So what's going to happen is they're going to send out a third party to do a thing called that BPO, a broker price opinion, or an appraisal on the property. All that person's doing is coming out and to make sure that this isn't a lowball offer, that the 200 grand is really the price of the property. Once that's done, the bank's also going to ask you for documents, your last pay stubs, right? 
They're going to run a credit check on you. They just want to make sure that you don't have a, uh, you know, $4 million in the bank, mm-hmm. right? Right. And you just told me you don't have $100,000 to bring to closing. So that's going to be a, a slam dunk for you right there. So what happens is we submit the listing agreement. We submit the, um, the sales contract, right? They send out their BPO. You send them the, the, the handful of documents that they need. We put it all together as a short sale package. Doesn't cost you anything. And uh, hopefully in about 45 to 60 days, they give you the approval. And you can close this property 30 days thereafter. What do you think? So it doesn't cost me any money to hire you. Nope. Your bank pays for me. You're going to get the full retail price of $200,000. we are not giving the property away. Nope. Never. Not at all. You're going to get market value for this property. Okay. And I can walk away from this property. That's the goal. Now, there's no guarantee, but what we're hoping to do in part of the short sale negotiations would be to hopefully get them to remove any deficiency judgments against you mm-hmm. in the future. So you can start free and clear. And here's the deal. A short sale will look a heck of a lot better on your credit report than a foreclosure, which might lead you to bankruptcy. Okay, a heck of a lot, which means that, yeah, you might have to go rent something for the next couple of years, right. but it's not a death sentence. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Do you, what, do you, what do you think of the strategy, though, of the, of the going at it from a place of helping first and only when Joey says, I can't do that, I can't bring 100 grand to closing to, to offset um, being upside down that much, then you bring in the conversation of short sales. Right. I, th- I think that, that that aspect of the short sale is, is very intriguing because many people are not educated with it. And I would think that they there certain have to be qualifications for it. I would think the seller would think, okay, I have to be approved by the bank. But the fact that you can go in there yourself as the realtor, as yeah. the agent, yeah. and promote this yeah. and let them know about it. I think that's, that's all it is, is trying to educate that there's an option to foreclosure and there's an option uh, other than bankruptcy. And again... I have friends right now that short sold, that did a short sale in their home, and they were back into buying stuff relatively quickly because their income had never changed, right? right. Um, they just couldn't make their payments, maybe medical bills. Um, they ha- Everybody has a hardship in some capacity if they're not making their payments. And again, I mean, there's a lot of consumers out there that are upside down by so much. Some of them are actually using it as a strategy. They're saying, you know what? I have a 700 credit score and I'm going to go down to 580 when the short sale happens, but I'm upside down by 150 grand. Yeah. I'll take 120 uh, knocks on my credit report for 150 grand to be able to walk away. Are you kidding me right Right. now? Because by the time I think about it, if I had to save up to bring that 150 grand to the closing table, it's going to be years anyways. Yeah. So instead of giving it to the bank because I'm upside down by that much, why wouldn't I just put it in my bank account and start all over with it? Does that make sense? No, no, it does make sense. Now, the one question that I have, because I'm trying to look at it from the agent's perspective, which is, wow, how long is it going to take for me to get paid? Even though you're saying that's not the mentality you need to have, no, no, and, so, you know, so but so you want to get paid. Yeah, yeah. So in a perfect world, here's what happens. Um, you get the listing, short sale listing. You put in the MLS, right? You do all your regular marketing or whatever. Um, because it's priced right, the motivation of the seller is right. It should be rock bottom. Like it should be like retail, less than retail. Okay. So if it says two hundred grand, you're putting in the net one ninety nine. 
The problem with most listings in the MLS is they're overpriced. This is not going to be the scenario because the seller is just motivated to get the hell out of the property. Right. Period. So there's a high level of motivation there. So you're going to list it at 200 199 You should have that in the contract in two weeks. Then as you're waiting for the two weeks, that seller's gathering all the documents they need to submit the short sale package. Okay. So when that's, so within two weeks, you now have the sales contract. You can marry it up with the listing agreement and then put their, you know, their uh, pay stubs or bank statements, whatever else is needed for that short sale package. The bank will give a, a checklist, right? And then submit it. From that point, you should have an answer within 30 days. Okay. And then you're closing... 30 to 45 days after that. Okay. So you're looking at an 80-day process anyways, but here's the deal. There's a lot of agents out there right now that are taking overpriced listings that don't go into contract for six months. Yeah. So, you know, pay me now, pay me later. I would say that in some cases, short sales can get you paid quicker than you just going out there and getting the overpriced regular listing. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, okay. because uh, the the short sale is going to be priced right versus the, the residential conventional yeah. sale. It could be, be overpriced. overpriced by 40 grand. Right. Right? And, and how's that going to help you right. with a contract? Okay. So in some cases, you you're, you're actually could get paid sooner. Now, here's the other thing. I, I want everybody to listen closely. You as a realtor get paid to list the property and sell the property. You don't get paid to do the short sale negotiations. Period. Every town has a title company or an attorney that will do the short sale negotiations for free. All they want in return is the closing, the title policy, wow. the title work, right. and the closing. Right. So what the hell do you care? Right. Let them, like I know I'm thinking of one right now, uh, a woman up in Fort Myers, she might be the best short sale negotiator in the state of Florida. She works at a title company. It's just a free service that she offers on a short sale. What does she get in return? The title work, right. the title policy. So let her do it. Yeah. But I'm again, I'm going to tell you, I've done my own short sale negotiations. Talk about making two bucks an hour when it's all said and done. Wow. Let somebody else do all that crap. Right. Call the bank daily. Send them over all the faxes of the short sale package. Oh, we didn't get the listing agreement? Let somebody else resend that. Don't get involved in the short sale negotiations. And here's the deal. When you're all said and done, this property closes. And I started this uh, podcast off with this. There's two times I've seen um, clients cry. A first-time home buyer that bought their first property and you hand them the keys. Very emotional. The second time I've seen somebody cry is when you save them and their family from the devastation of foreclosure by teaching them about the short sale process. That's all I got for you today, buddy. No, that's it, man. And it's another info informational one because I know this one is something that you got in the trenches and got really busy about during some tough times yeah. for you. So I think this is a very informative one. And I think it's something for all you agents to think about because at the end, you're going to get paid. It's something that's going to be solid. And as Derek said, it's a, it's a strategy to win. Just follow it. This is successful. So thank you, Derek thank Carlson, you. once again for another episode here, the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, The Signs of Real Estate Agent Market.